podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. This is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I am glorious. Toph, how are you, brother? I'm good. Hey, do you still have that terrible drinking problem? Absolutely. It's crippling, um, you know, but what, what are you going to do? You know, it's life, bro. <laughs> I like anytime someone responds to something that serious with that's just life, bro. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I've got a terrible drinking problem and it's crippling me. Yeah. But hey, man, you know, life goes on. <laughs> 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 oh man, that is so true. What a great, what a great note to get our, our show off. What a, yeah. what, a great, what a great way to turn our show. Yeah, my personal problems are just like are, are hilarious for everyone. <laughs> hey, your crippling substance abuse problem. <laughs> you still going to rehab? Me too. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting a drinking problem. <laughs> You're picking up one habit after getting rid of this eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying watching you with yours. <laughs> it just seems like so much fun to watch you cry yourself to sleep every night (laughs) (laughs) so if we have any listeners left (laughs) on the show oh my god shout out to them that is not how i expected our show to start that was just gonna be a quick throwaway joke by me and it's brutal honesty man that's what we do on this week today (laughs) we do we do and if you also have a a crippling drinking problem or substance abuse problem please reach out to us because there's nothing we can do about yours either (laughs) (laughs) and we're really sensitive about it (laughs) yeah super sensitive so come on the show and be our guest and we'll be sensitive towards you as well oh my gosh Woo! Woo! a good start yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, with that, let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Cue the music. So uh, yesterday was National Donut Day. Yum. Yes. Krispy Kreme, glazed original and or a Boston cream. And that's it. Wow. You've got really strict donut rules. Absolutely. Because that's the best and everything else sucks. <laughs> hey, Adam, do you have an opinion about donuts? Oh, yeah. Ask me about it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, t- t- yesterday was also National Love Your Red Hair Day. And before you make a mean joke, I'm just going to insert, because <laughs> I know you're about to. I'm just going to tell you that uh, that my sweet three-year-old son, uh, Noah, has red hair. And he quit your podcast, no. so. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Liam. Liam quit my podcast. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like yeah. your children really are hating you. Yeah, it's not going so well at home. <laughs> He's an incredibly fun little boy. And incidentally... He's the voice that says, let's do this at the beginning of each episode. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, you know, today is probably one of my favorite days ever is uh, National Nacho Day. Yes. Uh, because nachos are awesome. And it's also National Saxophone Day. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. I think people should combine both days and put their nachos into their saxophone before they play it. Dude, it's like a cone of nachos. 
<laughs> Nacho cone. Nacho cone, dude. How cool would that be? Okay, if anybody steals that idea, you heard it here first. We've got it recorded. <laughs> this week today. Nacho cone. Uh, okay, so tomorrow is National Color of the World Orange Day. So, if you're jaundice, this is the one day... <laughs> If you happen to be jaundiced, this is the one day where you don't have to feel awkward. I was just going to say, like, why in the world is that even a day? But now it makes perfect sense because Bam. all jaundiced people matter, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if we've offended all of our jaundiced listeners. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I got to say, though, that we can recover from our jaundiced uh, mockery. Uh, on Wednesday, which is National Cappuccino Day, which, I mean, that's basically the only thing we need to celebrate this day. We can just forget about National Harvey Wallbanger Day, but National Cappuccino Day. Let's get that coffee going. Let's get the espresso going. Let's get a cappuccino going. Let's drink our coffee. Uh, okay, let's move on. So Thursday is Microtia Awareness Day. Do you know what that is? No, so please tell me before I make any jokes about it. <laughs> no, I kind of want you to make some jokes first, and then I'm going to bring <laughs> then I'm going to bring the room down. <laughs> no, microtia is a con- congenital congenital birth defect where some people are born with little ears. So how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was, uh, wow! So I was I was going to ask this I was going to ask this question. So. How do you know when a baby is born that they have little ears? All babies have little ears. Yeah, and little everything, right? Like little hands, little, little face. Right, so so what age do they have to reach before you're like, oh my gosh, they've got really small ears. They might have microtia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this baby might have microtia and also looks a lot like the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which problem to address first. Yeah, I know, there's so much, there's so much going on here. Well, yeah, so, so listeners, be aware of little ears. Yeah, because it's probably an affair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that doesn't mean that. Okay, okay, but, okay, fine. Then we can move on to Friday, which is uh, National Villa- Vanilla Cupcake Day. And I will say that I will fully embrace this day if it's a um, vanilla cupcake from Publix Day. Because Publix, huh. where shopping is a pleasure, has an amazing bakery, and their vanilla cupcakes and whipped frosting is unbelievable. All right, well, let's turn our attention to This Week in History. Yes, history. So in 1528 this week, Cabeza de Vaca discovered the state of Texas. Oh, wow, that was life-changing for a lot of people. Yeah, and for me, because that's where I live. Oh. Uh, and this week in 1887, uh, Doc Holliday dies of tuberculosis. And we've we've actually had a, several episodes that mentioned Doc Holliday, and we mentioned him uh, in our last episode, as a matter of fact. Sure, sure did. So he's awesome, and he moved out west to you know, try to have the dry climate ease his tuberculosis. And unfortunately it did not work. So poor guy passed away. Still died of tuberculosis. So in 1965, Art Arfons, first of all, that's a very cool name. Yes. And he did a very cool thing. He set the land speed record. Ooh. Yeah. And his attempt resulted in a average speed of 576 and a half miles per hour. What kind of vehicle was it? It was the, the rocket car. I don't know. I didn't say, or I didn't read it. Yeah, cursory research strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mark Schechter. Uh, so, so I have this follow-up question. Guess what the current record is. Oh, that's a good question. In 1965, it was 576 miles per hour. What is it? What is that record today? I Oh, man, that's a tough one. I would say like 900 miles an hour. 
Uh, not a terrible guess. So first of all, the the record the the current record has stood for ten years. Wow. It was set in 2007 when a team of British drivers broke the sound barrier at 763 miles per hour. Wow. How about that? On That's wheels. Fast. Yeah, seriously. They didn't do that. Well, in uh, 1969, Sesame Street debuts, and I think that is a TV record. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it did happen in 1969, and that's awesome. I love I love Sesame Street. Absolutely. Who doesn't? I think that's still a solid show. Yeah, dude. It's wholesome and pleasant. In 1974, Ted Bundy botches an, an abduction attempt. I feel like whoever was not abducted got really lucky. Because we all know about Ted Bundy. <laughs> he probably goes in the not a good dude category, doesn't he? Yeah, not not a pleasant fellow. To be, to be <laughs> sure. And in 1991, Magic Johnson announces he is HIV positive. And that was very unfortunate. And have you ever seen Magic Johnson in person? Uh, no, I have not. He is humongous. I bet I he mean, is. In 1994, speaking of athletes, George Foreman becomes the oldest heavyweight champ at the age of 45 wow. by defeating 26-year-old Michael Moore. Wow. I wish he'd beat up the director, Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm assuming you've heard of the uh, George Foreman grill. Of course, I've had some. How many? How many of those grills do you think he sold? Five million. You are not even close. They sold 100 million George Foreman grills. 100 million? My God, he got lucky. That is correct, and he has uh, made an estimated 200 million dollars off of those sales. Wow. Yeah, Way and how about and how about this? He wasn't even that interested in the deal when they originally pitched it to him. Wow. What a guy. Got lucky. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, all right. Well, that's um, This Week in History. Let's move on to the news. The news with my favorite jingle. So, Adam. Yes. Guess what? You know how we always apologize for not getting to our additional stories? Yes. And then we say, tune into future episodes and maybe we'll get to them? Yes. Day is that day. What? Please yes. bring on the pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're going to realize why that's a fitting, fitting comment in just a moment. Okay. So, so back at the end of June on episode three, we ran out of time and couldn't discuss the story with this headline: "Man in obliterated penis case files second lawsuit." Oh no! I you, you had to bring this one back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Here's, so here's the story. So there's this guy named Matthew Hips, and he was uh, diagnosed with epidermal cancer. And he was scheduled to, to get his tumor removed. But before they could remove his tumor, they determined that he needed a stent put in, put in his right ureter, Ooh. which I don't know what that is, but there's two of them. There's a right and a left. Apparently, it's between the bladder and the kidney. So they choose a doctor. They chose Dr. Kathleen Kobashi to perform the procedure, uh, which which was a good choice because Kobashi was actually the head of the urology department at Virginia Mason Hospital. Perfect. Okay, so on the morning of the surgery, Virginia Mason, the staff told told, uh, Matthew and his wife, Sarah, that Kobashi was running late, but she was on her way. In the meantime, her fellow surgeon, a surgeon in training, Dr. Chong Cho would explain the procedure to them and go over the consent form. So everything seems normal, right? No big right. deal. Doctor's running late. She, she'll be here. 
So they sit down to go over the consent form, and they remember specifically because uh, Dr. Cho had filled out the the form wrong and said that it was supposed to be a bilateral stint, which was wrong. It was only supposed to be the right side, and and they made they made make sure that they did the correction, and so <clears throat> they they have the surgery, it's over. So after the surgery, Matthew's complaining of severe pain, and and the hip the, the hip said that uh, Virginia Mason, the hospital didn't address the problems at all before he was discharged. What? Right. Which, which I think is really strange. Like, if you're having severe pain, why don't you say, hey, I'm having severe pain, and I'm not going to leave here until yeah. you address my severe pain. And, like, what does that mean? Like, oh, you know what? I'm having severe pain, and maybe just, like, look the other direction? Or do they just say, oh, it's fine? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe it's related to the surgery we just finished. Maybe we should investigate that before you leave. Yeah, let me just, hold on. You know what? Let me just take a look really quick before you go. Make sure we're fine. Right. Well, whatever. The lawsuit charges that they didn't address the pain. So several weeks later, uh, it was determined that Matthew's, now we're speaking in medical terms, Matthew's urethra had been obliterated during the stent procedure. Oh, no. And let's just be honest. If the word obliterated is is being used, that can't be good under any circumstances. And that's what I, I keep going back to. It's like, man, you know, if you ever say the words in a medical scenario, obliterated, destroyed, ruptured, burst, annihilated. Never a good series of words to mix in with a medical procedure. I absolutely agree. And here's another point, that it had to have been internally obliterated because if it was obliterated on the outside, surely he would have noticed and called attention to that. Yeah, he would have have definitely been like, hey, uh, hi, hi, I'm the guy that you just obliterated my penis. Yeah, my penis (laughs) is obliterated. (laughs) Hey, I was just kind of uh, observing the outside of my penis. It so appears was, to it appears to be obliterated. <laughs> I was trying to go to the bathroom, and I, I, when I looked down, I noticed complete annihilation. Of I was penis. just yeah, I was just wondering if you wanted to address the fact that my the outside of my penis is obliterated <laughs> before I leave the hospital. Right. So no, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for your time. <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay. So so anyways, so Sarah claims that when she went back to Virginia Mason to try to find out what happened, she found out that Cho performed the procedure. What? Yes. Oh, I would be so angry. Okay, so it gets worse. Oh, no. So obviously, obviously that was the, the surgeon in training who wasn't supposed to do anything except for go over the consent form. Which he did wrong. He had one job. That's right. The, sur- the surgeon that the hips had chosen to do the procedure, uh, Kobashi, had never shown up in the operating room. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't even in the room. How does that even happen? Like, no, I, oh, dude, I'm not feeling well. You got this? Are you sure? Like, bro, are you sure you got this? <laughs> because, like, I don't, I do, I'm so wasted right now. <laughs> you won't be surprised to know that they won that lawsuit and they were awarded $8.5 million. Oh, my gosh. But, like, I mean, does he have problems now? Like, Yeah, I won't get into the details, but he had to have what's described as several surgeries over multiple months in order to get it repaired. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I, I got to be honest, millions don't matter if my penis is obliterated. <laughs> if you can describe my penis with the word obliterated, there's not enough dollars. There's just not. No, no. There okay, isn't. so so if you remember, the headline said second lawsuit. Okay? Oh, my God. So that was just the first lawsuit. Virginia Mason Hospital sent Matthew and Sarah a formal letter on May the 1st, 2017, notifying them that their medical records... Medical and financial records were reviewed by an unknown number of authorized employees. What? So this brings about the second lawsuit. It says the attorney said that Virginia Mason disclosed the breach to, disclosed that the breach took place on April fifth, 
which is the day that the jury announced its verdict in the hip in the hips botched surgery case. Wow. So the same day that they're awarded, all of a sudden, just mysteriously, people are like thumbing through thumbing through their records. What in the world? And, and I like I like this quote from the article by the hospital. There was no evidence that information being used was being used in an improper way. The hospital's chief compliance and privacy officer told the Times, "We believe this to be a case of snooping or individuals who were bored." Okay, because that's okay. That is clearly a classic case of trying to minimize something that's very, very serious. We don't know anything about that on here right. today. So the HIPAA second lawsuit seeks damages for, not surprisingly, violation of federal law, including HIPAA and invasion of privacy, which to wow. me sounds like a very easy open and shut case to win. Yes, for sure. It's not been resolved, so I don't know how that turned out, but I think we could just guess what's going to happen. They're probably going to get millions more dollars on top of the 8.5 they've already received. And the obliterated penis. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully a repaired penis that's no longer <laughs> obliterated. And, and, and by the way, let's not forget that he had cancer. So hopefully he's recovered from his cancer as yes. well. Yes. And Adam, once again, we've now reached the point of our show where we have to apologize to the listener. Okay. We have a, uh, a headline that we will not have time to discuss today. And that would be? Topless car wash raises money for deputies wounded in gun battle at Rastafarian Pot Farm. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that that happened. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so we commit to you. If you will, if you will uh, tune in for future episodes, we'll do everything we can to get to that story. <laughs> yes, everything we possibly can. All of our resources will be focused on that effort. You ready for birthdays? I love birthdays. All right. Well, let's get started. The first birthday today is um, is Emma Stone, who's turning twenty nine. Oh, lucky her. Yeah, and she is, of course, an actress and uh, the subject of the very niche podcast, Can I Get Emma Stone to Listen to This? <laughs> so they, I assume they have like a single, a singular focus in that podcast. It's a very niche podcast. Yes. And that actually exists. That's not a joke. There's a I podcast totally called yeah. Can, Can I Get Emma Stone to Listen to This? Totally believe it. Also today, Ethan Hawke turns 47. That's pretty cool. Also today is Rebecca Romaine, and she is... Absolutely gorgeous and a great actress. Agreed. Tomorrow, Billy Graham turns 99. You know, coincidentally, I was just thinking this week, I was like, man, I wonder what, you know, I can't remember when he passed away. Poor guy's probably, uh, probably dead now. Guess not. 99. He, still kicking. He is, he is not dead. He's actually uh, one, one year closer to 100. On Wednesday, one of my favorite, favorite people turns 51, and that would be Gordon Ramsay celebrity chef and if i could model my life after this guy in the kitchen i definitely would i really like him and i like people submitting their pictures of their dinners to him on twitter and he mercilessly critiques them it's oh man I, I haven't seen that actually that's awesome yeah it's awesome if you look at like his tweets and stuff like people are like oh look here's my uh you know he's like look she's like uh, a girl submitted a picture of she's like hey look look what my fiance made and he's like you should get a new fiance <laughs> 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 it's so awesome that's a bit uh, of a softball. For sure, for sure. That was, well, was an easy example to think of as well, you bastard. Excellent. Um, on Thursday, uh, Lou <laughs> Ferrigno turned 66. Man, he was the original Incredible Hulk, and I remember watching that as a kid. So I did too. Large man. Yes, huge. He's so strong. <laughs> it's like incredible. He's so <laughs> yeah. hulkish. Yeah, and green. He looks sick. <laughs> but he's but he's not jaundice, so that's no, good. That's right. That's the orange day. So right. And Saturday, rounding out birthdays, Leonardo DiCaprio turns forty three. Love that guy. Which makes him the same age as me, actually. Oh, I thought you were like seventy one. 
<laughs> no, that's incorrect. <laughs> Born on this week, uh, now dead. Do you know who Vivian Lee is? No. That is the co-star of the Civil War romance film Gone with the Wind. Oh. Yeah. She died on this day in 1967 at the age of 54, uh, which wow. is really young, actually. Yes, super young. Uh, also, Glenn Fry. I'm assuming you know who that is. Why don't you refresh the listeners? Uh, he's the guitar player and singer for the band The Eagles. It was a tragedy when he died. Yeah, and this is actually, not only is it his birthday, but it's also the one-year anniversary of his death at the age yeah. of 67. And finishing up, do you recognize the name James Naismith? I do recognize the name. Well, he died in 1939 at the age of 78, and he did what? Played football. <laughs> That's Joe Namath. <laughs> uh, no, James Naismith is the inventor of the sport of basketball. Yes, absolutely. Hell of a guy. <laughs> hey, don't, don't pretend you know it now. It's too late. <laughs> oh, look, it says the guy reading from a script. <laughs> hey, I knew who James Naismith was before I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, with that, Adam, we haven't done this in a while. It's been a few weeks, so are we ready to dust off the amazing fact generator? Yes, absolutely. Please hit the button to kick us off. All right, let's do this. Oh, this is a good one. And getting pretty close because Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. Wow, really? Yeah. That's a fun fact. Sure is. Well, can I go now? Please. All right. The Flintstones was sponsored by a cigarette company during the show's first two seasons. The show was intended for adults, not kids, so if you complained about the commercials that depicted the Stone Age characters puffing away on Winston's. Very, very interesting. Okay, I'm going to squeeze in one more amazing fact. Are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, here we go. Oh, this one's perfect, and I think you're going to understand why in just a moment. Okay. Have you ever heard of the TV show Heil, Honey, I'm Home? (laughs) No, I haven't. Oh, well, and here's probably why. This was a British show about the escapades of Hitler, Ava Braun, and their Jewish neighbors, and it was canceled after one episode in 1990. (laughs) That sounds hilarious, and it feels like a perfect way to say, in your face, Hitler. In your face, Hitler. You couldn't even make a sitcom work. God, you're not funny at all, Hitler. (laughs) God, Hitler sucks. Hitler's the worst. (laughs) okay well we're gonna finish up with this adam okay what did the penis say to the condom don't obliterate me (laughs) cover me i'm going in (laughs) (laughs) nice that's a great one (laughs) all right adam before we go what would you like to promote today well as usual i would like to promote me and my audio editing services and consulting as it were at www.lordsaunders.com I would also like to promote my wife's podcast, which is the Avoid Being Hated podcast. She and Tony are hilarious on there. Love the premise for the show. I mean, yes, she's my wife, but the show is awesome. And uh, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of keep plugging two of my favorites, which is the Blood Drawn Chronicles, who I'm, I'm, I'm working with on their mastering. And um, great story. And as well as the Ostium podcast. That one I'm just a huge fan of, and I think that everyone should listen to it. So um, get on those two things. And as well, and as usual... The Underdog Podcast Community on Facebook. Uh, That was a great group started by you, sir. So thank you for doing that. 
Yeah, you bet. Thanks for saying something. Uh, also, Adam, as you know, we have a Patreon page. I do. Clay represented. So Clay Groves, our friend at the Fish Nerds podcast, who was a guest on our show uh, a few weeks ago, made a couple of really good points as to why you should support your favorite podcasts on Patreon. Here's a similar point to one that he made. So you could support a podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. So think about what you spend per month on other stuff. Then decide if the enjoyment you get out of this show is worth a buck or two. If it is, please go to patreon.com forward slash gravity beard and sign up today. We're also a member of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows, including Now in Technicolor, the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, Shaken Not Nerd, and many others. You can go to podfixnetwork.com to check them all out. Listeners can find This Week Today on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeup by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. All the other music and sound effects can also be found on YouTube. You've been listening to This Week Today on the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Network.com.